Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Just a minute, I'm going to talk to you about problematic leaders. We all know one. They're those leaders that always seem to create problems. Why is that? We've all been that leader. We've all tried to lead that kind of leader. Problematic leaders. But in a minute, I'm going to talk to you and take a deep dive into that. But before I do, I want to remind you of a couple of dates, August 21st and September 11th. August 21st, I will be in Miami. September 11th, I will be in Boston. Now, these are strategic church growth conferences. And when I say strategic church growth conferences, this is where we really look at church on a very intense level. So let me ask you this question. Do you know the difference between starting a church, growing a church, and sustaining a church? Do you know the skills that you need to grow a church, to start a church, and then sustain a church? See, those are three different things. They're not all the same. People say, well, I started a church. That is different than growing a church. Well, I've started a church and I'm growing a church. That is different than sustaining a church. If you don't understand the skills, you will find yourself getting into trouble over things that could easily be managed if you just had wisdom. Now, I want to invite you to August 21st in Miami, September 11th in Boston. And what I want to do is to encourage you to sign up at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. Another thing is that we're always trying to create avenues for you to develop your leadership team. So I want you to think of your organization. I want you to think of the greatest need. Well, one of the needs that every organization has is a need for more leaders. Well, we have a way that can help you. We've just produced 20 videos of me teaching intense, high-level leadership. Now, what I would recommend is that if you are interested in taking your team through these videos, you reach out to our office at 972-985-1112 and leave a message for Cody, and he'll get back with you. But what will happen is this, these videos will help you because they will take leadership from the uh, surface areas and they will take you deep. So I want to encourage you, if you're interested in developing a leadership team, this is for you. Today I want to talk to you about problematic leaders. Why is it that some leaders seem to always get in trouble Why is it that some leaders always seem to cause problems? Let me just walk you through some things that create a problematic leader. Now, not every problematic leader will have all of these things, but most problematic leaders have a few of these things. Number one is this, wide mood swings. Wide mood swings. See, this is the leader 
that when they walk in the room, the people in the room aren't sure what they're going to get. They're not sure if they're going to get the happy leader or they're going to get the sad leader. They're going to get the good leader or they're going to get the angry leader. They're going to get the positive leader or they're going to get the negative leader. Why? This leader just swings from one mood to the other. And the problem is, is it's hard to follow people who are inconsistent. And so as a result, what happens is people are on eggshells. They're never at their best. They never perform at their best because they're always spending all their energy and focus trying to figure out which leader are they going to get? Where is this leader coming from? What is it that this leader is going to express? Are they wanting me to be positive today, negative today, up today, down today? It is wide moon swings. See, emotions prevent good decisions. They just prevent you. You have to be able to manage moments without letting your emotions get the best of you. And when there's wide mood swings, it wears people out. It just emotionally wears them out because they're reacting to the swings. They use up all their emotions that could be creative or positive or good, and they use them up on the leader. It just wears them out. And here's the other thing. It kills teamwork. You can't create a team because literally people are living with the duck and cover mindset. Man, let's just keep it low. Let's keep it tight. We're not sure what we're going to get. We don't want to get out there and do anything that uh, will be opposite of the mood that we are going to get. Wide mood swings create a problematic leader. Another thing, number two, they overload those that they lead. They overload those that they lead. Now, problematic leaders always overload the very people that they're supposed to lead. See, these are leaders that dump instead of delegate. See, everyone will ask the question, how can I be better at delegating? And the truth of the matter is, is that most people have never delegated. All they've done is dump. They just dump on people the things they don't want to do, the things they don't want to think about, the things that they don't want to manage, and they dump them. And dumping is not the same thing as delegating. Now, people say, well, what's the difference between someone who dumps and someone who delegates? Well, it's simple. Did you give them vision? Did you give them a why as to what they're doing? See, if all you gave them was a task, you dumped. If you gave them vision, you delegated. Delegating is when someone has the vision of what's going on to accomplish something that is a part of the bigger why. Now, when you overload, morale is always going to be low. People are never going to be on the high end of the spectrum. They're going to be on the low. And when you overload people, turnover is going to be high. Why is it that people come and go so often? Why is it that they're here today and gone tomorrow? 
it's because turnover is high and creativity is limited. They don't have time to be creative. They have too much on their shoulders. You're always putting something new on their shoulders and it's more than they can sustain. So why would they give any thought to something new when they have too much to do? So problematic leaders, wide mood swings. They overload those they lead. Number three, personal agendas. Personal agendas. A problematic leader is driven by personal agenda. It is their agenda which drives them. It is what drives them. It's not the organization agenda. It's not the team agenda. It's not other people's agenda. They are driven by their agenda. Now, here's the thing. People can see through this. They can see when what is happening is just a personal ambition, a personal agenda to achieve something for an individual rather than to achieve something for the organization. And so people see through this and they know that success is about you and it's not about them. There's nothing that we would call shared success in this. It is, this is what I want to do. This is when I want to do it. This is how I want to do it. And I'm going to do it. This positions me. This helps me. This promotes me. And we look around our world and personal agenda is probably the second biggest thing that drives ineffective leadership. The first thing is ego, pride. But secondly, it's just personal agenda. It's just someone who is self-absorbed and they are consumed with themselves. So problematic leaders, number one, wide mood swings. Number two, overload those that they lead. Number three, a personal agenda. Number four, they fail to take responsibility. They fail to take responsibility. Now, this is the person who's always in the blame game. They are always going to blame other people. If something goes wrong, it's always going to be finger pointing. If something doesn't happen, it's always going to be someone else. They blame others. They always have an excuse. Well, if this would have gone on, if this person would have done this, and the result is it, it just creates insecurity in everyone around them because people know that if the smallest thing goes wrong, someone other than the leader is going to get blamed. Now, what I can tell you as a leader, everything's not your fault, but everything is your responsibility. I hope you get the distinction. See, sometimes other people do things. That's not your fault. But if you are over something, it is your responsibility. And so sometimes you have to stand up and say, my bad. 
And sometimes you're going to say my bad for things that you didn't even do. But people will say, well, what good is it if I say my bad for something I didn't personally do? People know that you have their back. People know that when push comes to shove, you're thinking of the greater good, the larger team. But when a leader fails to take responsibility, always blames others, is out there making an excuse, insecurity just floods the organization. So, number five, here we go. They're always negative. They're always negative. Now, negativity is something that everybody is at some point. We all tend to see things through a lens that many times is not going to be positive towards events and other people. But there's a difference between having a moment of negativity and always being negative. See, when you're always finding the negative, you limit potential. The people around you can never grow. There is no incentive to grow. If they grow, the negativity increases with their growth. They fail to express gratitude. See, negative people never say thank you. Thank you is one of the most powerful words in leadership. Thank you. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for going the extra mile. Thank you for being a game changer. When you fail to take responsibility, you blame others. But when you're always negative, you limit potential. Because you're never thankful. And what happens is, when there's negativity, you take the life out of the room. It's just like taking the oxygen and sucking it out of a room. No one can survive there. Well, that's what happens in a business, a church, an organization, when negativity is the only attitude of the leader. It takes life out of the room. So, wide mood swings, overload those that they lead, personal agenda, they fail to take responsibility, they're always negative, and they do not know how to win for others. They don't know how to win for others. We live in a society that loves gaming. And here's the thing about gaming. The whole premise of gaming is that it is a zero-sum game. If I have one, you've lost one. If I have two, you've lost two. But see, in relationships and dynamic organizations, life is not zero-sum. See, sometimes you add to me, sometimes I add to you, but when we're both adding to each other, it's no longer zero sum, it's multiplying. And that's what you want as a leader. You want a multiplying environment where everyone is multiplied. Everyone is stepping up. Everyone. 
And too often, it's not only is it a zero-sum game, but we punish others for when they win. We take success and we make it failure. We take good and we make it bad. We take excelling and we deplete energy from it. And their success, the leaders, is always more important than the team's success. Here's the thing. Winning as a team is better than winning as an individual. Because when you win by yourself, there's no one to high-five you. But when you win as a team, there's always someone there. It was John Wooden, the great coach at UCLA, who taught his team to always point to the person who gave them success. So if you're running down the court and someone got the rebound and passed it to you, you look back at them when you score and you point to them. Hey, that's on you. You're the one who really did it. He made this such a habit with his team that other teams picked up on it. But the whole idea was this. You can lose by yourself, but you should always win with others. So we have these thoughts, wide mood swings, overload those that you lead, personal agendas, fail to take responsibility. You're always negative. They do not know how to win for others and then communicate poorly. Communicate poorly. See, many times leaders think that because we know, everyone else should know. That because we understand it, everyone else must understand it. But what leaders have to realize is that what we know today took us time. And what we understand today took us time. And we have to communicate and do so repeatedly over time so others have the time to process. See, people may not like where you're going as a leader, but they need to know where you're going. Uncertainty and unknowns are not the best way to lead. You need to communicate, and you need to repeatedly communicate, and you need to communicate clearly so that everyone knows this is what we're doing, this is when we're doing it, this is how we're doing it, and more importantly, this is why we're doing it. This allows people to get on board. See, if you don't communicate, it always causes people to question, and they will always have doubt. They'll always question and they'll always have doubt. And what it does, poor communication paralyzes any healthy organization because people just do not know what's going on. Now, here's the thing as a leader. You will over-communicate, and not only will you over-communicate, you need to over-communicate clearly and you will communicate things that you feel like you've already communicated repeatedly, but that's all right. Communication is not just saying something, 
but saying it repeatedly and saying it clearly. So problematic leaders, wide mood swings, overload those that they lead, a personal agenda. They fail to take responsibility. They're always negative. They do not know how to win for others, and they communicate poorly. Now, just reverse these, and you have a leader who soars. Just put them in a different context, and you have a leader who excels. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Remember the question? Do you know the difference between starting a church, growing a church, and sustaining a church? Do you know the skills of each one of those? If you don't, August 21st, Miami. September 11th, Boston. If you want a way to just enhance leadership on your team, We've got a set of 20 videos. You sit down with your team. You watch these. You discuss them. I'll tell you, you will increase the leadership level. And if your organization's going to grow, then your leaders must grow. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.